Stebbins, hip hop artist. Um, we were high school, elementary school, middle school classmates. You've been doing this for 10 years. So I think, you know, the reason you and I are doing this today was because I did a podcast almost a year ago on mental health and wellness. And yeah. I posted it and you just reached out to me and said, Hey man, congratulations on the podcast. Just a simple little like, Hey man, you know, good for you. You're doing something positive. And that sort of got me thinking, like looking into your work, like, yo man, I, I feel like Chase and I might have sort of some similar themes going on with what I was just talking about on the podcast. You're someone who in high school early on said, you know what? I want to step into a, I want to step outside my comfort zone and try something new into the hip hop industry. But you were like, you know what? I'm gonna do this thing. And I remember having a conversation when we were 16 at someone's party and you were like, yeah, man, I'm just like, this is something I'm gonna try. And it's like 10 years later and you're still trying to, you know, work your way into the industry. You've had some, some, some success and some setbacks, which I'm sure we'll get into, but like, and after the conversation we had, I was like, oh, wow, bro. Like, this is someone who I want to have on my podcast. So I know it's a year later. We've, we've tried to set up some things in the past, man. But, like, I'm, I'm super pumped that we're sitting down and finally getting yeah. to talk about it. So, yeah, it's um, cool. It's new, too, on the other end, man. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> so, so I guess, like, where I want to start with this is, like, you know, what when, when you were back in high school or whenever it started, what made you say, like, yo, I want to – I want to be a hip hop artist. I want to write music. Where did that kind of start for you? Um, I've told many people this story, but like not on like a public forum like this, but um, dude, I, I don't know. Were you, were you, a, did, did you go to school with me senior year in Cohasset or were you? No, elsewhere? I, we, I went to boarding school, man. We, right. we were like elementary school rec basketball teammates and I'd yeah, see you at yeah, parties yeah. and shit like that. And like, yeah, you would always stay around. So it, it, it's, I, I kind of like forget that like you were at a different school cause you were still going to the parties. But uh, yeah, man, I just feel like junior, like leading from junior to senior year, I just started getting like, anxiety like dude really freaking bad and um <clears throat> I feel like I told people but at that young of an age it's really hard to like open up to people and be like man I'm struggling and like you don't know like what it is you're young like you know um I know I remember telling people like teachers being like just because I didn't want to be in class I didn't want to be around people because of the anxiety that like teachers were like oh like you don't care you know, you know how many times I've been told, like, you don't care. You don't care about yourself. You don't care about this class, like all this stuff. So it, it made it sound like just because I was going through something that I was a bad person. I didn't care, like all this stuff. And it so that like attributed to like, all right, what the what's going on with me? Um, fast forward to senior year. Um, I just remember being like really underweight, like just really skinny, wasn't eating wasn't leaving my house. I remember like, I just stopped going to class. Like I would go, but I would just like not go to school. Uh, and it was just cause I didn't want to be around people. I didn't trust myself around people. So I realized at that point, all right, I got to do medication or I got to like find an outlet here. So <clears throat> I remember the day my dad came up into my room. He was like, 
Chase, like, you know, um, you're healthy. You got two, you got two strong arms, two legs, like you're healthy, like count your blessings basically. And I was just like, dad, like this is the, this is the mental space that I was in. I was just like, dad, I'd rather be happy and have one arm (laughs) than like have two arms and feel the way that I've been feeling for this past year. And he was like, you should write that down. And I remember I was listening to Eminem around that point. I was listening to a lot of people who were very like expressive. You can see um, that they were also going through it. And there was this one song called Beautiful by Eminem. I don't know if you heard it, but he talks about going like, you know, the normal person can listen to that song and be like, oh, this is a good song. Eminem opening up. But I saw that song literally lyric for lyric of what he was talking about going into the light, the light on him too weird, like exposed, like all that stuff. I just felt all that, that like built up and I just started writing my ideas down. So like my earlier writing was like pretty dark. It's pretty dark, but it was pretty real. And um, I just remember going to, I would just hit people up. I'd be like, Hey, can I like record with you? Like, and I just go over there and just get my voice on a mic. And then you know, going to open mics, I would try to go to open mics, even if it wasn't hip hop oriented, like, if it was just people jamming out, I try to go and win that room over because like, I always had passion. Um, and I realized that I could, I was always a performer, but you know, um, I got on music, I think a little late, like people start really early, but I got on it around senior year. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, that's just kind of how it started. It was like senior year, I was going, I was really low, really low. And um, I realized, like, the power of words, man. It's crazy. Like, when you, like, write that, when, even if you just wake up and you feel like really, this is, like, a minor form of it. Just wake up and you just write down, like, your stream of consciousness. Like, just your, like, what's coming. You're not thinking. You're just, like, releasing. Like, that's so therapeutic, dude. Like, and any creative can do it. I consider you a creative. You should try it. Like, anyone. Just, like, write it down. Get it out. It's energy. You got to move it, you know? And I just feel like I wasn't moving and I wasn't honoring like my body, my soul, like what I, what, like, I wasn't listening to myself. Um, <clears throat> and I just became like a mess. <laughs> so uh, it started from a really therapeutic space. Like it, it was a release. Music was a release. And that's why, like, when I saw you at that party, it was probably like close to that. And I was just like, yep, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, you know, I kept my name. I kept, like, I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm just like, this is me. Like, I create poetic music. And that's why when people are like, oh, do you, you do hip-hop music? I'm like, I make songs. <laughs> like, I make songs. Like, I, I'm down to try any sort of genre avenue. Like, but if it's to do with, like, writing and expressing yourself and performing and, like, helping people and healing people, then, like, I'm about it. So. That, like, I... I want to touch on a lot of stuff, but like, yeah, man, the feeling of empathy. And if you can reach out to somebody and like connect with them who may have gone through something that you have gone through, it feels like uh, you, it feels really fucking good if to help yeah. other people out, bro. And like, so I think you talked about, you know, having anxiety and not wanting to be around a lot of people. I definitely experienced that. Like when we were younger, we were going to parties and socializing and shit. And there, it slowly became for me that like, I hated those environments and I just stopped. Like I couldn't go out. I was going out and I was drinking and I was like, this is, this went from being a release and an awesome time to like such a fearful environment for me. And I think that like, I, 
you had music to connect through through those times. And for me, it was music. But what really I started connecting to was sports. And I started to, when I, when I would branch out by myself and not, I, I went through a period of time where it was just me and I wasn't socializing. I didn't have too many friends and shit like that. And I started, what, what got me through those times was I watched a ton of sports and I started listening to sports radio and I could mm-hmm. connect, connect through the Felger and Maz and the national media, yeah. you know, uh, Colin Coward, First Take, all those guys. And I was listening to one podcast one day with Dan Patrick and he was talking about how he started a sports broad, he started a sports thing with his buddies 25 years ago. It was just a, a fun thing for him. And, you know, it's grown into this career where he's one of the top sports broadcasters in the world. And I was like, why can't I do that? Why can't I start my own outlet for myself? And that's just sort of what brought me here. And, I, you know, it's, it, it took me from having that idea to 11 months later was the first time where I put pen to paper and actually recorded something. And yeah. then now it's a year and a half later from that moment where I'm doing video and things like that. So like, I think that like I might be moving slowly, but they say the turtle wins the race and you've been doing this for 10 years now. And it's sort of like, there's never going to be this moment where like, Oh my gosh, I made it. It's just like, right. I don't know. I enjoy expressing myself this way and trying to connect with people and things like that. So that's sort of been my personal experience. Yeah. Uh, when you remove yourself from the the make it conversation, um, I used to get a, it's funny. I used to get a lot of that back home and I get none of that out here. Cause everyone's just like, Oh, you're an artist. Like, so like once you just realize that this is your path, um, are you still doing it? Are you still writing? Are you still doing that? That's what success was. Are you still producing? Are you still performing? Are you still like, are you still doing podcasts? Like clearly we're still doing this. So like, that's what success is like how do you rate success that's like always like a huge question right um i mean look at people who who've made a ton of money i'm happy i didn't make it young man because like i feel like if you make it young you like okay so that works right but but i was 17 when i wrote that song but now people know me for that so i have to like continue to do this like 17 year old like conscious type rap you know what i mean like i gotta keep doing what works and people get caught in that i think what's fun is like i've been able to like dabble in different sounds and like different types of artists and i've like kind of like and i'm still like figuring out like where i want to fall but i'm definitely like the music that i'm making now like i feel is like me it's like me like and like Dude, I like sometimes I tear up when I'm up there because I just like it's it's I'm putting a lot out there. I feel like before I yeah, I was writing, but I was still holding on to like a lot of that shit we were just talking about. Um, because it's it's hard, dude. It's hard to like it's hard to write something that's so you and then like be like, is this is this good? Like, should I share this with people? Like, do people do people care about this? Like what I'm saying right now, even though I find it very like of value do people care? Like, so I kind of had to get over that too. Um, but yeah, man, like success, man, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing. Like when people and people, I still see people who are just all about like the numbers and and it's never going to make you happy, man. You just got to embody yourself as like an artist and that's what you are. And just don't stop. Just don't stop. Well, I think in terms of like the, do people care? I think something big for me is I, 
I used to think about that so much and not even about releasing a podcast, but just putting shit on my social media, putting a story up, putting a stat up. I was like, how is this person going to react to this? Is this person going to think I'm weird? Who's going to laugh at me? And I think it's taken me a really long time to just say like, who fucking cares? If yeah. you appreciate it, if you connect with it, put it out for people to share. Because like, there's a, there's the idea, like, I don't want to sound like I'm whining, but I think that like, if you share your, if you can share what's going through your head and other people can see that and relate to it, mm-hmm. that's, that's fucking pretty cool in my opinion. I, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. So let me I ask think, you, yeah, what's yeah. up? Well, I'll just put an end to that. I just think that like creativity, like what you're talking about, just putting something out there, um, who's to say that that isn't going to shift someone like, um, we need to get out of our heads and acknowledge like just the release of like a certain energy, a certain emotion, like put it out there. Like, yeah, maybe someone won't vibe with it, but maybe someone will have like a life changing shift type experience. You know, you have no idea. So like we got to get out of our heads and just like put things. Yeah. Don't put a song out. That's clearly like not mixed or like unreleased. Like, but if you're like on the, if you're like on the fence about it and you're just like, honestly, I like it. And if some people don't understand it, that's fine. Cause that's art, dude. Like, so, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta trust your own self. Like this whole herd mentality, man. Like you can't, can't be thinking about like how other people are going to perceive your work. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I, I think sometimes you got to cross a line to find the line. And there's been some things I want to say on here. And I'm like, I don't know if that's appropriate. Is my job going to like this? And it's like, sometimes yeah. you got to say that shit to find out, okay, I can't go there or hell yeah. People accept that. Let's keep rolling with that. Um, you know, some of my favorite speakers of all time are like Dave Chappelle. And like, I was, I was mm-hmm. watching something that he other he was like, you have to be super authentic and like, you can't care about what other people say. But let me ask you this question, man. Like in terms of, we were talking about success. What do you think for yourself? What do you envision? I know you've been doing this for 10 years. What to you yeah. going forward is like a short-term success and a long-term success in this field? Um, especially with like what's going on now, like concerts are going to be greatly affected. That's like how you make like a lot of money doing music is like performing and getting a ton of people, you know, at a show. Um, but you know, I, and, and I kind of made this realization like a couple years ago. I think that's when everything shifted and the music, you know, um, just felt more me. Um, was that like, I'm just gonna be an artist, dude, and there's so many different avenues within this field to go. So like, I'm gonna be creating, and like, it's just about like, I don't know, back in the day, I was like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a rapper, and I'm, gonna, I'm, not, and I'm gonna be fame, and I'm gonna do all this stuff. And like, now it's just like, I just wanna be creative and like grow my community and like live my life, because I know for a fact that a lot of those people who are making a ton of money doing this right now are not happy, and like, they had like the wrong, I mean, not wrong because they're, they're where they're at, but they had this just like mentality. I got to get it, got to get it, got to, you know, and got to make it, got to make it. And then they make it and they're just like, I wasted all this time looking at like the end goal. And I, I like, I missed like that, that beautiful hundred person show that I did, that intimate setting, or I, I missed like my first like radio placement because I was, I was too focused, you know, like, you got to celebrate the little wins and that's what I'm doing. I'm noticing like, you know, Jeru's crew is played on uh, Boston radio. 
that was a huge moment for me because I was like, I interned with that radio station for like two years. I would always handle the talent. I would always, you know, I just, I saw like, you know, Damian Marley come in there, like just like crazy stuff. And they played my song, dude. They like spotlighted my song. They gave me a great little, like, um, they gave me a great little like 10 second, like intro in the beginning, like, you know, Chase is doing this. We wish him like ton of, like, we love it. Like, all this stuff. So it, it felt really good. I'm just like, man, like when I first started like writing and releasing like back, you know, when I was younger, I like, there's no way I thought that like I would have reached this point. I just thought I would like, you know, give it a go, give it a try. But like, if, if anyone's like on here, like, you know, listening to this and like thinking like, what is success? Like how it's the little wins, dude. It's the little wins. Just like, patting yourself on the back like when you do something that like you know um other people aren't doing and like you're it, you know i believe me there's been so much failures we can get into that too but like um it all adds up and like it's worth it for those little wins for those wins where you're just like my fucking song was on the radio that's dope like um so yeah just acknowledge yourself and pat yourself on the back life is too hard it's too short to not like you know really um enjoy those moments so dude I, I i agree with you about the little wins so when this coronavirus thing hit i've been out of work for almost 50 days and the podcast be, had become something up to that point where i was having so such little success it became something that it was like it made my it, it wasn't a release for me anymore it was more like oh you just keep failing you keep failing and i was like well finally i'm gonna have some time now to dive into this thing and yep. 30, 30 days had gone by of me trying different things, failing. I did a show with some friends. I felt so unconfident. I tried doing monologues. I was doing lame TikToks, like yeah. so stupid things. I don't get TikTok. I don't understand TikTok. It's so funny. Everyone who I've talked to says the same shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. So uh. I, I, um, I finally came up 30 days of like, oh, this sucks. This sucks of like, all right, I got to think so abstractly. Let's just talk about what's going on right now in my life. Well, what is that? I'm struggling to do a podcast. Why don't I reach out to some people who have probably been in my shoes, get some advice, get their perspective, talk to them? Because I feel like there's a ton of other people who have similar ideas to what you did 10 years ago or what you're doing now and maybe be afraid to take that first step. And so like the little win of just coming up with an idea that could stick gave me confidence where I didn't have two weeks ago. So mm -hmm. it's about the little battles and it's about, you know, being successful, appreciating it, and then move on to the next thing. Let's put a proposal together. Let's send it out. And when mm -hmm. I send it out to you guys, that was when I was the most nervous because I was like, oh man, it's real. This is going to happen. You haven't yeah. been doing anything for the longest time, but this shit's about to get real. And, you know, I think we were talking about long-term and short-term success. For me, my, my short-term success is just to be able to do this on a consistent basis, to put out material. And I think like middle-term success would be like for me to start ge generating revenue off it, maybe do something with some sort of radio station or a sports company or whatever company where I could like do my job maybe part-time and sort of bring in a little revenue. And I think my long-term success would be able to grow some sort of show podcast website where I could travel the country world, meet people, interview people, and, and it could, uh, 
you know, generate, generate enough revenue to sustain itself. And I think that like, I'm not trying to get rich off this. I'm not trying to make six figures. I just want to be able to like have a passion and have it provide for itself. So, and the people I'm talking to, you've been doing this for 10 years. My other friends have been doing this for 10 years, three years, whatever. And it's like, it takes a long time, bro. It takes a really long time. So yeah, man. I, when I think of, when I think of people who are good with like sports and just like communicating sports really well, it's you, Monaco, um, Mike Monaco. I haven't heard. Is he doing this too? Yeah, dude. He's on like ESPN, dude. Wow. He's on like He was like doing yeah. Um, Boys with Kevin O'Connell. Um, I haven't heard. Yeah. Dude, I- I haven't even like, I don't even know about that. He's from, he's from Cohasset, dude. Look him up. He, no, I know both of those guys. I know yeah. both of those guys. I didn't know they were doing this. I got to hit him up on social media. And for, I mean, Kevin in general, man, like I always hit up Kevin. I'm like, you should be doing some sort of like sports broadcasting. Don't you think Kevin would be great at that? I don't know. I always just think like you, Mike and Kevin as like my friends who are just like, just, just know how, like, I feel, I know sports. I just would not be able to like, communicated i feel like the way that you guys did but you know music though oh i do yeah you could do do this with music you know yeah i could do this with music um and i'm trying to branch out even more man like it's not just hip-hop like i i love hip-hop the genre but um there's so many different artists that i listen to now that like really motivate like bonnie Vare, dude you ever get into his stuff i love him bro he's so dope he um I saw him and it, last time I was back in Boston, I saw him at the garden, took the whole family. So, so Papa Stebs, Mama Stebs was there. Uh, uh, Sage was there. And I, dude, I was like, kind of, dude, I was like tearing up at some points. Like that, that music is just like, it's like soul music. That's the type of stuff I want to like create, like stuff that like, you're like wiping off tears, but you're like, oh, I got to change my life. <laughs> no, no, not no I life. agree, bro. He, that shit does touch up. your soul, man. Up. Yeah, because we, we live in this, like, we live in this, like, state that we're, like, so hard on ourselves, and we try to, like, we try to control every single move, like, we try to, you know, and that's being on top of it, right? But at the end of the day, it's about being the observer, like, observing your reality, like, just acknowledging it, acknowledging, like, the things that happen to you, or the people that come into your life, pay attention to those things, um, be less in your head less in your head and like that's that's kind of like a lot like with the music I got coming out now and I got a couple more records that speak upon that but that's kind of what I'm trying to push that narrative of like you know um it's all by design you just got to trust yourself and like be less be less in your head be less critical of yourself um because I I deal with that a lot you know I'm a very like on myself critical type person um and what a lot of people is, what happens to a lot of people is they'll notice that and they'll turn away from that. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look at that right now and be like, okay, that comes up for me. I stress out about those things. I'm very hard on myself. Um, let's write about it. Let's talk about it. Like, let's, let's like, let's meditate on it. Like, you know, um, and that's something that I think it was Ram Das who said that I'm reading his book right now. Um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. It's another good one. But a lot of these guys, they're talking about being in the present. Like, live in the present. Notice the present. And I've said this for a long time, too. Like, if someone's talking to you, like, right now, I want this to be the best 
conversation that we can have. I'm focusing on this. I'm not thinking about other things. I'm right here, you know? So if people live more in that and like less, all right, I got to do this. All right, when is this over? Like all this type of stuff, you got to just be here, focus on this moment. And like, that's the best way to live your life. It's the most stress-free. It's the most effective. You're going to retain more. Um, so just, yeah, that's something that I've been practicing. Yeah, man. You were talking about like self-reflection and I think that's like a huge start to this process is you got to be able to like, you can't go into denial about the shitty aspects of your life or your decisions that you made. It's like, okay, I am this way now. I might have some shitty qualities about myself. How do I like move forward from that and fix that? Um, that's been a huge part of me. And like my girlfriend is super into mental health and wellness. She wants to go back to college to be a naturopathic doctor. Um, and you know, that's what I talked about a year ago with Sally Meehan. And just even from the growth from a year ago till now, I'm starting to meditate more. I changed my diet. I lowered to almost non-existent alcohol. Uh, you know, I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's helped so much, dude, is to reflect on, on so many of the decisions I've made in my life. Because you're right, man, it's all about happiness and like doing this podcast and connecting with you. It's like, it makes me happy, even though I'm not making, I haven't made a single dollar of it. I'm spending money to do this stuff. Like it feels good to express this stuff and let it out with you. So like, I appreciate you taking the time out and, and, and doing this with me, man. Like, yeah, it feels pretty good. It does, man. It does. Like, and I'm, I'm really happy you're I can see it too. Like you can, you can notice when people are like really in it and they're really happy and like um, notice and like notice this moment, notice this feeling, acknowledge this feeling. Like um, we, we, we stress too much and life is those just too many curveballs to not notice these good moments. And like when your adrenaline's going, like I even tell people a lot of time, like <clears throat> performing a lot more out here. Um, and when I perform, I feel like I'm not me. I'm not, I'm not chase like, you know, the kid who's always like dealing with anxiety or doing all this stuff. I am the performer. I, I don't know. It's like, I'm like a whole different person. I'm like channeling this type of performance energy. I'm channeling this healing energy. Um, I want to be an artist that like can go up there and like relate to people and heal people. That's kind of, you know, because I think, I forget who asked me this one time, but they were like, what do you want to like, okay, you want to be good at music, but like dig deeper. Okay, well, I want to win a Grammy. Okay, that's cool. But like dig deeper. What do you want to do? Um, I want to do shows where people come and it's a sold out. Okay, yeah, dig deeper. Like what do those people like want to come for? And then so like I kind of got down to this like point where I was just like, I want to be a healer artist. I want to heal people. I want people to listen to me and like whatever weight they had that day or like whatever, it's, it's a little less, it's a little less there. And there it's like a way for them to tap back into like the love instead of the fear, because there's two energies you can lead with and that's love and fear. You know, fear is all the anxieties, the worries, the depression, like all this stuff. And then the love is like the hope, the gratitude, like all that stuff. So, you can, it's your choice, but you'll know and you'll feel if you start becoming more like attentive to this stuff, you'll know which energy you're leading with. And then you can make the proper adjustments to that. Um, so it's just noticing, you know? Self-awareness. Yeah. 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 Mindfulness, self-awareness. Exactly. 
Do you like meditate yeah. or anything like that? Or yeah, man, I'm actually doing the 21 Days of Abundance by uh, Ron, uh no, not Ron Das, um, Deepak Chopra. Yeah, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah, I just started doing it like a week ago, so uh, it's challenging at first, but. Hope, like my girlfriend does it a lot. We, we've been doing it together and she's, I've definitely noticed the difference with her. So, um, yo man, let me, let's, I want to transition to like some of the music yeah. you're doing right now. So you just put out uh, a song called head back. Yeah. So yeah. talk to me about that song, man. Where did you get the, in, like, I kind of, is that song sort of about your lifestyle out in LA right now and some of your fears or like, I have like a little EP. It's going to be four or five songs. I already put out two of them. Jerus Cruise is the, um, is the single for the project. Headback is um, just a song that I really relate to. And that's why I wanted to put visuals to it. Um, I actually wrote that in Malibu. But uh, I had a little help with... Uh, <laughs> I was tripping when I wrote that. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't know. It, it's this, um, I just feel like my whole life, whenever I tried to go against the grain, um, I mean, I can talk like religion, I can talk about like, just, just things where like, people are like, oh, like think this certain way. And if you don't think this way, you're wrong, like type thing. Um, I just remember like tripping on the beach and just being like, man, like everything that people tried to like steer me in or like, or like make me think like, this, this drug is completely like showing me like the truth. And it's funny because like you're like you're young and people are like, oh, don't, you know, don't dabble in those types of things or whatever. But I felt like I had so much clarity, like, I, like it was so clear, like what, what this all means and like um, growth and like just letting your inner child play. Like, I feel like as we get older, we become like, more fragile and like less like dreamy like we're not we're not like shooting for like the stars like we used to as a kid and like what is that why like why are people doing that um so that all just came rushing back to me so even like the uh, the course head back don't take it all in find who you are in the city of sin you lost your drive let me put it back in tweak your mind you'd be tripping as is you can learn a lot from being stupid ass kids so I love that line because you can learn a lot from like acting like a child. You can learn a lot from like letting your inner kid play. Like, and I feel like, you know, it's a as a kid, like it's like you're learning a ton of stuff and you're, you're trying to retain and you're like, you're, you're growing and like, you're trying different things. And then you become an adult and it's just like, all right, how do I handle all that information that was thrown at me? Like, you know, and you don't have to live like that. You can continue to grow you can, through meditation, through, through um, being spiritual, through um, there's so many different like things to keep you growing. And so that's like that song was really important to me because it was like a shift from like a dark place into clarity. Um, you be tripping as is, you know. <laughs> I also wanted to just shout out Jeru's Cruise for a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's people, talk about that. People really vibe with that one. And um, I know you know what that one means. <laughs> yep, yep. You, like, lived right off of Jerusalem Road, right? Yep, I did, yeah. Yeah, I remember People that. from other towns will, like, oh, the Jeru's Cruise. That's, like, a thing in South Shore. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, like, I don't know. I, I remember I had a lot of that song written already. And then uh, my, my boy Steven laid down that beat. He's so talented with those like type of guitar like like instrumentals. 
And uh, I was just like, man, this is so smooth. I feel like I'm like driving down Jerusalem Road, smoking a joint right now. And then I was just like, damn, that's it. Like Jeru's Cruise. I wanted to name like a full project Jeru's Cruise. And, but then I was just like, I don't know. It like, the song kind of feels like a Jeru's Cruise. So, um, and whenever, when I put that out, I had so many people like hit me up. Like, dude, this is so like cool, unique. I love like the song. Uh, but, but like as an artist, those are like, what's the important things. It's like, it's like taking something like that and so many people could relate to that and then like now they're bought into like that your your song your music you, you know like just that title got people like oh like i want to check this out aware and so they're completely open to the art that they're about to receive so um kind of you know that's that's what happened there but yeah what are the questions that that you want to so, get into so was that like a different kind of project that you were doing or no, it's all going to be part of the same project. They got like two or three more songs that are like connected to those to head back and Drew's cruise. Um, the next couple, <laughs> the next couple songs are pretty like pretty out there um, for sure. So let like, me ask like head back. So Drew's cruise is a very like smooth Mac Millery type like just and then head back is pretty trippy and then it only gets trippier from there for like these next couple. So. So let me ask you this, man. What are some like, do you ever have any abstract ideas or sort of like way outside the box projects or ideas that you want to dive into, but you might be a little afraid, maybe not even in hip hop or something or some type of song or anything like that? Um, I'm like really, well, yeah, I mean, not so if it's not like the music that I'm doing right now, like I want to do spoken word. I did a couple spoken word stuff out here. I actually did it at, um, uh, I forget what the theater is in Hollywood, but it's like the oldest like running like spoken word, like poetry uh, place. Like they were saying like in the country or the world, I was like, how do you judge that? But uh, <laughs> um, that's what they're saying. So I thought that was really cool. And um, for, for you to perform there, you got to like go like two hours before it opens and you got to like be in line because they only take a certain amount of people. And I remember like when I first came out here, it was like my first or second year. I, uh, I stood in line, I got up, I was like on like the second half of it. And like, I'm just thinking like, what am I doing here, man? I'm like, I'm a musician. These are like professional, like spoken word poets. Everyone's like, like snapping their, their you know, snapping their fingers. I'm just like, man, like what I get, but it, it was a rush, it was cool. It was like, I've never done this before. I'm gonna take one of my songs, I'm gonna slow it down because my songs do have wisdom in there. So like slow it down and just like speak it and like, let's give it a go. So, and I've always been interested, man, in stand-up comedy. Like when you said, uh, it's huge out here. I know it's big in New York too, but uh, I've seen almost everyone out here. And um, I just, yeah, like, I don't know if I'd ever do stand-up comedy, but I just have such a respect for it, man. Like music you can get up there and people can vibe out and it is what it is but like with with stand-up comedy you need you need people to laugh like you need the <laughs> audience or you're screwed so it just takes like a certain person like you can be funny but can you be a good stand-up comedian can you go and like work a crowd um i don't know man it's so i love that's like what me and my me and my girl rachel like that's like our favorite thing to do is we if we go out we go to like a stand-up comedy show so we got a few places in LA that we like to go to. 
Um, oh, it, it's tough, man. I got one of the guys I interviewed for this, this series is, is a stand-up comedian. He's been doing it for 10 years, and it's a really cool episode. His name's Anthony Zonfrelli. He's out here in Boston. Um, I think for me, like one, abstra- one thing that I've, I've sort of wanted to do for a long time would be to like do voiceovers for like an animated movie or something like that. Like my girlfriend and I, man, we're pretty like silly people in the apartment. We do like, we have these little like voices and characters we do, and I'm trying to like build my my confidence up to where I can like do something like that on a podcast or a show or like you ever see on Instagram the guy DJ Michi Meech? No, but I, I will. <laughs> he does like he does like NBA voiceovers where he does his own little impersonations. I think that's so clever or like the guy Bob Memory who does the Buffalo Wild Wings commercials. He does like joke sarcastic sports broadcasting things and I don't know man that's that's one thing that I want to try to do is to do like voices like the, the guy who played I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head the guy in Lord of the Rings that does like Schmeagle I think he's one of the most talented actors oh, yeah. in the world bro he For does sure. so many characters he does the uh planet of the apes ape guy he's that character he does Lord of the Rings he does so many other things man I think like that creative art to be able to like be a different character and do the voices and live that role would be so cool to do. I don't think I'm a very good actor, but like the voices. What about animated? Animation. Yeah. yeah I would love to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think for me, what struck, what brought me to radio at first is because the whole idea of camera and somebody seeing me gives me a little bit of anxiety. That's why yeah. I started out with the radio podcast. So I think to be able to just get in a room and do the voice of a character with no one else watching would be like, Something that I would, I'm going to, I'm going to try to build my confidence up to. We'll see how it goes, but who are you, yes. uh, what do you, what do you, are you, so has the coronavirus affected your work at all? Are you stuck home or like, what's yeah, up with man, that? I'm, I'm, I'm stuck home, dude. <laughs> so what do you I, do? Like, all my work is done. Like I'm, I'm just like, I'm cooped up. So. so how, how have you been able to support yourself financially through this like hip hop uh, journey you've been on? Do you have another job or where are you at with that? I mean, I've made, I made like, I was making money, like just like performing like that show, some back home shows with, um, Elvis Collins. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you like make money off streams and all that stuff. But okay. I think the real money is like, um, getting on tour and doing all that stuff. But even looking at it now, man, like things are going to be so different coming out of this with shows and stuff and I, it just sucks because it's like you know that was the route I was trying to take was like to perform more and like get more money doing that um, but uh, yeah it's life man and and it's just we we got to adapt and we will yeah man I'm a bartender and like it's, it's not like things aren't just going to go back to normal bars aren't yeah. going to be packed anymore so I'm starting to think like, do I got to find another job? Do I got to get another career to support myself when this thing comes back? And, and like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, think like that. But also you can think of it in like a positive way. Like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life? I don't know. Um, maybe this is a good time for me to do the podcast or maybe oh, this is absolutely. a good time, good time for me to like check into like animation and, and like in voiceover stuff. Like, um, just notice like the opportunities that are presented to you because believe me, I get pissed at some stuff sometimes. I'm like, how, why is this happening to me? But then like, you know, I really think, Oh, like this is happening because of it. Like that option is always there. I really do believe that like the universe, like it has its plan. Like 
you are always taken care of. Nothing is ever negative. It's just how we view it as negative. Like, let, like think about that for a second. Nothing that happens, a death, um, and everything, like, and how can you say that, Chase? Because there is, like, I believe, too, when people die that, like, their energy, because, like, energy cannot be created nor destroyed, shows up in other people in your life. It's all about balance. So you're never really losing anything any any the, uh, the emotions the comedy that someone provided you like all that stuff that if you really look into it everything that we perceive as negative is a lesson and usually it's like the bigger lesson than like if something positive happens to you you're learning you're like growing you're like oh i shouldn't i shouldn't do that again this isn't this isn't aligned to who i am or like you know oh you know you're just you're realizing you're noticing and you're adapting and you're growing and growing is never comfortable I don't care like what people tell you about it. Like it's so uncomfortable. Growing sucks. So if you feel like you're just too comfortable, you probably are too comfortable and you need to start like putting, you know, doing what we're doing is put getting our getting our feet wet, trying different things. And yeah. Yeah, man. I like this podcast series is, is growth for me because I'm gonna look like I've been kind of like <sighs> it's been difficult for me to do these podcasts because it's the first time I've ever done this and I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh shit, I'm uncomfortable on camera. But the more I do this shit, the more I get comfortable at it. Who, who are you listening to right now? Music? Who are some of the big artists that you listen to and inspire you? Um, my top. So, I mean, anyone who really knows me knows that like Mac Miller is like my favorite and will always be my favorite. And I think that he is the most dope because he is, he can do like, love songs he can do trippy songs he can do hype songs he can like spit those bars he can make you think um i just i love his catalog when mac died i felt like damn like because like there's artists and you're just like oh man that sucks but like when mac died i was like really looking i was really like really looking to where his music was going like i just feel like his last two or three albums and I would, I would even say his last four or five what am i saying but they were just so so like on another level like when i try to sit down and listen to some hip-hop i'm like yeah but what are you really saying then i turn on like a mac song and i'm like man like how does he even think of this stuff you know it's hard to get to that place of an artist so um we were actually lucky me and rachel to um <clears throat> see his last show before he died um, it was at his the last, hotel last show. Wow. His That's very cool. last show. He was practicing for swimming on um, the new album at the time. He had, he's had a new one come out circles, but that's after he passed. But um, he was practicing. So like a lot of these artists, this is not the first time I went to a show like this. Spotify will like target like their, their top listeners in like an area. Okay. So Mac is performing in Hollywood. So what are, where are his top listeners? And then they'll shoot out like an email to you. And then they'll be like, hey, do you want to go see a free Mac Miller show? And I was like, yes. <laughs> but at the time, I was just like, this has to be like some sort of like, sk like scam. or So I was like, yes. And they're like, all right, okay, cool. It'll be at a private location. We'll hit you up day of the event. So then I go on. <laughs> so then I go on my, uh, and, and the day, yeah, they're just like, it's at the hotel cafe. I'm standing in line the whole time. I'm just like, this isn't real. This isn't happening. But honestly, like 10 feet away, like we're like right there. There's probably like one person in front of me. And then like, it's like the stage. And um, it was just crazy. He comes out. He's talking to us. I'm talking, like I said something to him. He's like laughing, like 
and like it's funny too because like i knew all the words to that swimming album so did rachel but a lot of people there like didn't so so he's looking at us dude like i'm here with my girl and back miller my favorite artist is just looking at me rapping at me it was just like it was wild and then like a couple weeks later the dude's gone it's just like it's nuts um you were giving the energy back you were giving the energy to him and he gave it right back to you yeah man That's it was cool. crazy it was like his music created a lot of shift it provided a lot of mindfulness he's very spiritual it kind of got me into this musical like it pushed me out of like the bullshit and into like the real. And that's something that Mac dealt with a lot. Like he had his demons, but like he spoke upon them and that's why like, I appreciate him. Um, but it was almost like a goodbye, dude. It was weird. It was like, it was like, we're going to give you your favorite artist, his last show. And like, it did feel eerie. It felt eerie. Like it felt, he was like, I wish I could do stuff like this all the time, but I'd be broke. Cause he was talking about like, <laughs> It was like a little hundred person show. There was like barely any people there. It was like, he was just practicing. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. We ended up going to his, uh, at the Greek theater. Um, we ended up going to his, like, um, like after he passed, they did a show for him. And like John Mayer was there, Anderson Pac, um, just like free nationals, like all these people. But anyways, that's my little tribute to Mac. <laughs> I feel like I always get caught up with that. But, um, I'd say Mac Miller. I'd say uh, Bonnie Bear makes me feel. Um, Tom Mish just put out a great new album. Check that one out. Uh, I've always been like a big, like Big Sean. Um, I love J. Cole, J.I.D. Um, Earth Gang is great too. All of like Dreamville is just killing it right now. Um, and, you know, Frank Ocean doing his thing, Miguel. Um, yeah, man, there's just so much, so much good music. That's why, like, when people say, like, oh, you know, music back in the day used to be better. I hate that. Because it's like, you're just not doing your research. You're just not doing your research. There's so much music out. Yeah, there's a ton of crap, but there's, like, so much good stuff. No, I don't think, I, whoever says music was better back in the day. I mean, with all the technology and, like, the amount of creative people that are able, that are coming into this industry because of the money. So, like, I think there's, I don't, I don't know. I never knew people said that, but yeah, no, believe <laughs> me, I've heard it way too many times out of here. I've wanted to slap some people and be like, get that out of here. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So some of the people I'm not, I listen to a lot of like, you know, like Kanye West and Jay Z and Eminem, some of the stuff that I grew up on. Um, yeah. I know this isn't like hip hop, but some of the, some of the people I've been listening to lately is this, this group called thievery corporation. Um, and then there's an nice. electronic group called, uh, something a la mode. And these guys are just so, it's like the something a la mode. It's like, it's like electronic with violins. And I think that whenever you can bring in like, like, like instruments, real live instruments and like hip hop yeah. and like that sort yeah. of, I, I watched this, this artist named, uh, Grizz perform once he was a electronic artist and he brought out a saxophone and it's one, it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever seen, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Like when you can, like you, you can like mash a bunch of different like sounds together. Dude, check out that Tom Mish album. If you like a lot of like live instrumental and like just beats and different sounds and different like, check out that Tom Mish album. I, I, I'm pretty like good diagnosing you right now with some good music. Okay. I feel like you'll like Fuck it. yeah. <laughs> All right, um, man. Let's talk sports. Want to talk yeah. sports real quick? End it with that. Yeah, let's do it. All Big right. Boston fan. All right, so. Yeah. 
Do you want to start? We could talk. I mean, we could talk the NBA lockout. We could talk Tom Brady, Gronk, and the Patriots and the uh, Bucks. Where do you you know? Do you got any Can thoughts I, so on? I, I just want to. I want to. I want to rank my favorite teams right now, real quick. Let's I do like, it. So, so I know the I know the Bruins are doing really well, and uh, like if you know, I listen to Felgram as, and they're saying like if this lockout didn't happen, they'd probably win the cup. I'd love to see that, but I love the Celtics right now, man. Like. That's my team. I was literally watching every single game. I mean, like, ask her. Like, I was literally just, like, I would, like, race home and, like, watch. Because I love, I love, like, how, I love the team, man. Like, I didn't like this, like, past Red Sox team with all the, all, like, just, like, the egos. And, like, I just, like, wasn't about it. I know they were winning, but, um, like, David Price and, like, all those guys really rubbing me the wrong way. But I love Jalen Brown, man. Jason Tatum. I am so I bleed I'm bleeding green so hard right now. Um and you know, let's just touch upon the Patriots for a second. Yeah. Uh, what are your let me ask you this, man. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady leaving the Patriots? Were you happy, sad? Like walk me through your emotion when you found out he was he wasn't coming back and signing with Tampa. My honest opinion, what what how I honestly dealt with that. I just turned, I just texted my friend and I was like, dude, I'm a pirate now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a, pirate now. I'm, a, I'm a buccaneer sort of fan now. Cause I love Tom dude. And I, I know, I know that they did him dirty at the end. Um, I see Belichick's side, like you don't want to, but Tom deserved to retire in a Patriots uniform. He deserved to go out a certain way. He's the best athlete I've ever seen. Um, just the most winningest, like dedicated. And so, yeah, dude, I'm rooting for him next year. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for Gronk. I'm rooting for that team next year. Like I'll have, I'll watch the Patriots game, but I'm also going to be watching the Bucks game. Like I want him to do well. I don't care that he left, you know, if he wanted to keep playing, like the Patriots didn't want him. So like I'm rooting for Tom, man. He deserved, he deserves our respect. Um, and he's always going to be one of my favorite athletes. So. I'm rooting for Tom too, man. It's not like the guy clearly thinks he can keep playing. There's a huge ego problem with Bill Belichick and him. Um, with Gronkowski, like, dude, I, Gronk's one of my favorite players of all time. I have his jersey. Like, I want to see the guy in the NFL. If he wants to play yeah. for the Patriots, I'm going to root for him. He's, he said, Tom Brady's my quarterback. I'm not going to play anybody else for anybody else for Tom. He needed some time off. He even come out and said, look, if Tom was with the Patriots this year, I probably would have asked to come back to the Patriots too. I don't think that like, you know, the amount that Tom Brady has done for this, for this team, the Patriots, like the six Super Bowls, the nine appearances, he didn't like, it's not like he left for another team because of money or something like that. Like he gave everything he had to new England. So I think the people that are, I don't see many people being pissed at Tom. I saw a lot of people being pissed at Gronk. I don't really care, man. I'm rooting. For, I'm rooting for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that doesn't make me an anti-Patriots fan. Now no. they they do have to play each other in two seasons. The Bucks come to New England. That's yep. going to be a weird game, right? Like I don't if the if the Patriots and the Bucks happen to meet up in the Super Bowl this year, which I don't think is going to happen because New England has the most difficult schedule in the NFL this year. Um, I don't know who I'd root for. To be honest, right now, I think it'd be kind of cool to root for Tom Brady, but like I'm going to reserve my my take on that until like I see what happens. Um, everyone, if, when that happens, everyone needs to stand up and give Tom Brady like standing. Oh, I want like a 15 minute standing ovation. 
I want him out there. I want him to take off like the helmet. I want, I want all that for him. Like he deserves that. And Gillette better just like, you know, give him the best goodbye that like we've seen in a long time. Um, Cause he deserves a man. He, he's, he's the best. He's the best. I'm so, I, it's just crazy going to this year right now. We don't have Tom. Yeah. It's wild. Isn't that it's kinda, weird? Yo, no, I think it's actually, I, I don't like to see him go, but it's really cool because like almost every year you're like, just, just talk to me in the playoffs, talk to me in the AFC championship. Yeah. It's like, you're kind of going back to a, a, a new fan again with this new, with this new team with Stidham. It's a bunch of young guys. They've lost so many guys on the defense over the last two years. And it's like, Oh my gosh, are the Patriots going to win the AFC East this year? I personally think they do, even though they have a young quarterback. You think they very, do? Yeah, I think you they win the AFC they, East. You don't think they tank? You don't think they tank? No here? way. I don't think they tank and go for the guy out of Clemson. No way. I think with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, you still got some lead. You got McCourty on the defense. Um, you got the center coming back, who was injured all last year. They just signed. I know the fullback James Devlin just retired, which I'm super bummed about i think belichick preps this team for like a nine ten win season maybe nine wins with the schedule they have and they compete for the division i mean i don't think they're going to go to the super bowl but i think that it's i want to see stidham get some playoff experience i know they just drafted with their first pick in the second draft the, the d2 player yeah. out of lenore ryan that was like so surprised it was not surprised out of the first round to go for a guy nobody's heard of but <clears throat> i mean the, the I, I can't comment on stidham man the one time i saw stidham go in there he threw a pick six so i was just like i saw right, so this is, that he like he lit up the preseason he was unbelievable in the preseason but that's preseason so yeah i mean it'll it'll be interesting man i just I don't want Boston to fall off this like title run. Like I know that the Celtics are 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 strengthening. They're going to be in the in the mix in the next probably three to four years, I believe, maybe even longer. I mean, our guys are so young. Like we could keep this up for like a while. Oh um, yeah. Because I don't think Giannis is going to want to stay in Milwaukee. You think he's going to want to stay there? I hope he doesn't, he doesn't like. Win. I hope he doesn't go to the Lakers or some powerhouse. I hope if he goes, somebody. I don't know, man. I, I I would like him to stay because it would. I like having competition in the East. To be honest, I do too. I just hate Milwaukee, man. I hate that team. Really? I hate. Uh, yeah, I hate. Um, who's the point guard? Eric Bledsoe is a point guard. George Hill. Yeah, Eric yeah. Bledsoe. Do you remember the I whole hate. like? Do you remember the whole Terry Rozier, Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe thing in the playoffs two yeah. years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I hated, I hated on both me. of them too. Like, I, see, Terry Rozier pissed me off because he got such a big head because Towards he put not points on the road, yeah. and then he'd come home and like we'd all be like Terry, and then he just freaking sucked. So I'm glad that we have like gr like legit like I really believe in the Celtics. I I believe more in the Celtics. I feel like than they believe in themselves right now. I think that they like Jalen Brown is get. It, I've always been like a huge Jalen Brown fan, man, and like. Last so last playoff run, I feel like he was really showing out. I feel like Tatum was a little reserved still, and Kyrie was doing all that bullshit that like I feel like um, Jalen Brown was stepping up. And my I text my my friend. I love like these like messing with your friends through texts about sports. Um, but he he's like a big Duke fan, so he's like all on Jason Tatum. And like I was giving him crap. I was like Jalen Brown, man, Jalen Brown, and the whole season now. Um, Jalen Brown was even getting better this season. So every single time, <laughs> I would just always give my friend Rico crap about Jalen Brown, man. It's so funny. Every game, 
Jalen Brown went off. I just texted him, I'd be like, trade Jalen. Let's trade Jalen, you know? Because, <laughs> like, last season, he'd always give me crap about Jalen Brown. Um, but, no, man, I, I, re- I really like this team. I like Kemba. Kemba's a true Celtic. Um, unlike Kyrie, like, he, he really understands the um, the – just the history of, of Boston, man. That's the type of players I want here. People who respect the history of Boston. Right. It's pretty clear that Kyrie Irving sort of stunted the growth of Jason Tatum. I oh, think J- Jason has come out and said that Kyrie's acknowledged it, the team, the coach. Um, and, and now you see with Jason Tatum this year, like, yo, like the ball's in my hand. I'm the guy he's putting mm-hmm. up such amazing numbers. And like, I remember, there were people, there were sports broadcasters saying that he should be in the in the MVP race at one point, you know, a week, a month or so before this lot before the coronavirus hit. What does kind of suck, man, is like I saw something. He had a quote the other day that said like he hasn't touched a basketball yeah. since this coronavirus hit, which does not make me feel good I, I about saw, this thing going that, forward. Yeah. I think this whole thing is gonna is gonna like completely screw up the NBA. I think the Lakers, bro. I'm not a Lakers fan at all, but that team was the hottest team in the NBA before this thing hit. They were yeah. going through the Warriors. I mean, they were going through the Clippers, the Celtics, the Bucks. LeBron was going off. I think they probably would have won the NBA championship this year if this thing didn't go off. And like, it kind of. Yeah. I'm not a LeBron guy at all, but like. It, this whole coronavirus thing, I don't know how, what the lasting impact this thing is going to have moving forward with the NBA. I mean, we could do a podcast on that itself, but kind of sucks, I mean, we, we play the Lakers hard, man. LeBron knows that anytime he plays the Celtics, he's getting, like, a, a hard-fought game. I don't know what it is with us and him, but, like, uh, all those Cleveland battles and all that stuff. But I really want to see another Celtics-Lakers final, man. Just one more. Give me LeBron on the on the late. I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Kyrie versus LeBron Celtics yeah. Lakers, and that would have been sick. But even like, just give me some Jason Tatum versus LeBron. Um, yeah, man. I, 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 are you is is the fact that sports aren't happening right now driving you crazy? It's kind of driving me nuts. I have. I came to terms with it early on. Yeah. I came to terms with it. I'm absolutely loving the last dance documentary every Sunday night Dang. for the past two weeks, but Dang. I have only turned on in the past 45, 50 days. I've turned sports center on once. And it was the day that they elected Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett to the hall of fame and Tim Duncan. And I watched a lot of hall of fame stuff. I've kind of just like, it's one of those, like, you just have to accept and move on type shit. Yeah. I'm still listening to the Felger and Maz radio because they're talking about the whole Tom Brady and Buccaneer stuff. So that's been fun to listen to. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm trying to just focus on other shit, man. And when it comes you back. You got to detox from it for a little bit. A little detox. A little sports <laughs> detox. And then it's going to come back in the fall and it's going to be crazy. And we're going to have all this sports and it's just going to be a lot. This, this, this coronavirus has helped me out with the station so much that I feel like I'm going to be prepared when it comes back. Cause I was not prepared at all. If this corona, if this coronavirus didn't hit, I would not be able to do this series right now. So it's been a blessing for me and I know it's been really shitty for a lot of people. So I don't want to like take it for granted or like, you know, be happy about it. Cause it does suck. People are dying in New York. I have, I know people, my friends who are nurses who are like going through a lot of shit right now. Yeah. So it's tough, man. But. What else, man? Anything else? You, I mean, we're doing this for about an hour. We could, we could talk anything yeah. else you want to talk about or, you know, how you feeling? Uh, I do, I do want to 
I do want to shout out one more thing and then we can wrap this up. Um, we do have a, a creative space opening up. Uh, when things settle down, obviously, um, so we're taking our time with it, but we have this space, it's called Soul Land, and um, it's, uh, you know, Rachel is gonna be doing her yoga there. I'm gonna be helping out with different um, events, uh, music performances, um, art shows, whatever. It's basically just a creative space. So, um, like when you're talking about like, looking forward and what you wanna do, I mean, I've always wanted to provide almost like a tribe, like a, a, an area where we can come together as like a tribe of creatives. And um, because there's so many people in the industry who, you know, um, are trying to screw people over. I've had like, you know, producers take advantage and all that stuff. And so it's like, if you can provide a space that people can come to, be creative and grow together. Oh, you need a videographer? I got this guy. Who oh, oh, you need some artwork done? Yeah, I got, you know what I mean? So it's, it's the connections. It's the... Um, everyone on the same page everyone wanting to see people succeed and grow um and that's kind of the idea that we have for that so we're definitely so i just want to like plug that in um, mike salas um the owner who put a lot of trust in us to um you know uh make this thing happen and get the right people in so i just want to you know if i need to express that and no my man gratitude yeah for that. But yeah, man, like this was so fun, man. I freaking, it's so, ha I'm happy to see you, man. I'm happy to see you doing what you love. Uh, I just think that it's crazy. We're growing up, we're getting older, man. But like, um, you're always, you know, going to be one of my, my, my close friends, someone I, I can be real with and confide in and uh, love you, bro. And I just, I wish the most um, happiness for you and, and just keep doing what you're doing. Like that, you know, you're clearly on the right path and your journey's happening. And um, yeah, man, I'm here for you. Just want you to know. Thank that. you, man. I appreciate it. And, and you know, you've been someone who I've looked at doing this, who has helped me take that step into coming this too. So you were talking about earlier about inspiring people. Like I saw Chase Stebbins was doing this. You were one of the people that I grew up with. It's like, okay, I'm going to use him as an example of how to do this shit. So, I, I mean, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it a lot. I wish you nothing but the best. All right, bro. Peace, man. Be safe. Head back. Go and take it all in. Find who you are in the city of sin. Lost your drive. Let me put it back in. Tweak your mind. You've been tripping as it. You can learn a lot being stupid ass kids. Yeah. Yeah. Head back. Go and take it all.